Furloughs for employees at the Office of Personnel Management, they are on the table. If Congress does not agree to advance the administration's proposal to merge with the General Services Administration, merge OPM, that is. The Trump administration went to Capitol Hill last week to describe a dire financial situation for OPM. Officials named furloughs as one of the administration's near-term impossible choices if lawmakers don't go along with the merger. But as Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco reports, the typical year-end budget chaos could also put OPM in financial jeopardy. This sounds like you might call it double jeopardy, Nicole. What's going on here? How is is the situation evolving? Well, since Margaret Weikert, who's, as we know, the acting OPM director, deputy director for management at OMB, since she testified before the House Oversight and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee about a month ago now, the situation seems to have evolved a little bit. We left that hearing with no member of Congress really standing up for that proposal and saying, I'll take on this proposal, I'll sponsor it, I'll champion it. In fact, most members really expressed some skepticism for the plan, and they wanted a lot more information from the administration on what this plan would look like. So last week, the administration went to Capitol Hill with more information, and it wasn't the good kind. So they basically laid out the situ- the, a scenario where, as we know, the Office of Personal Management faces a $70 million funding shortfall. That's because the Security Clearance Business and National Background Investigations Bureau is set to leave OPM by October 1st, bringing $70 million with it in business, as we've heard. And the administration broke down how it could make up that funding gap. And what they came to is that even if they did several things, even if they looked for, you know, efficiencies in facilities or contracts or kept positions, you know, unfilled, they still might need to furlough employees. And they said that could amount to about 150 employees. And this is according to a briefing document that we obtained We should say the Washington Post first reported this. And, you know, since then, the reactions from Capitol Hill, mostly Democrats and employee organizations, I mean, they haven't been good. Sure. It's almost like the administration made OPM an orphan by taking away its big revenue source. It killed the parents. And now it's saying, look, we've got this poor orphan going to Capitol Hill. So that is a good point, Tom. And it's a good point because the other side of the equation is that the administration is putting the blame on Congress. They say you created this problem. You authorized first the defense portion of security clearances to go back to DOD. And then you put us in a situation where we needed to transfer the whole thing to DOD. So there's a lot of blame being thrown around with this whole scenario. Yeah, sure. So the $70 million shortfall, is that all of the revenue from the background investigations? And what does that leave left for OPM? I mean, break down this whole shortfall for us. So the $70 million, OPM believes that it could make up some of this through a variety of things. I mentioned leaving currently vacant positions open putting a hiring freeze on non-mission critical positions, they estimate that would maybe amount to $2 million in savings. Then we've been talking about this, that DOD will reimburse OPM to use the legacy case management system to process security clearances. That we now hear is going to be about $42 million. It's the first time we've heard that number. Transferring in additional administrative personnel to OPM from OPM to DOD, about $1.6 million in savings. So that leaves a $23 million gap still. 
And the administration estimates that equates to about, you know, funding for about 150 OPM staff. Now, they're using the word furlough because that gives them more flexibility to have some OPM employees not work for a period of time and then have other employees work for another period of time. If you remember back in 2013 when agencies were furloughing employees because of sequestration, that's the kind of scenario that they're thinking here. Now, we we spoke with Margaret Weikert, and she said, I do not want to furlough anyone. This is the worst-case scenario. And the administration, I think, believes that Congress is starting to come around on this. They didn't give quite a reasoning as to why they believe that. But I think they took this proposal to the Hill to say, look, you need to figure this out and we need you to move forward with the reorganization proposal. Well, Margaret Weikert being the acting OPM director and also the deputy director for management at OMB. So in that sense, she's talking to herself she in, is. Some, in some way. She is. And I have to say, Tom, you know, the briefing document that we looked at, this is the first time that the administration has said that OPM would risk violating the Anti-Deficiency Act. If the current scenario continues, they say OPM is not well-structured or well-funded right now. And if this continues, if we allow the $70 million to go out the door, then we'll be in a worse situation. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco and the year-end budget chaos, which I think we're already starting to see the unraveling of any sort of order leading to a budget. How could this affect OPM? Well, this is an interesting point, and it's one I've wondered about for a while, and The administration said that OPM will encounter this financial uncertainty. They will potentially risk violating the Anti-Deficiency Act if Congress doesn't have permanent full-year funding for OPM by the end of the fiscal year. That's September 30th, right around the corner. And they say they could even be in a situation or a problematic situation if OPM is funded under a continuing resolution. And we know that that has been the lay of the land for several years now. And as you mentioned, Tom, it doesn't look like Congress is any closer to having a permanent deal by the end of the fiscal year. And you mentioned it earlier when we were talking, but there's still the administration's plan to move a lot of the leftover operational pieces, like figuring out retirement annuities and that kind of thing, to GSA. And also, the I haven't heard this come up as much, though, the establishment of a Office of Personnel Policy, if you will, Mm -hmm. at the White House itself or at OPM, uh, at OMB. Is that still on the table? That is all part of the legislative proposal that the administration wants Congress to pursue to avoid this financial situation that we're talking about. I think we haven't heard as much about that new personnel office because they're not really proposing a ton of money for that office or adding a ton of people. In fact, they were only budgeted for three full-time FTE. And if you think about it, I mean, that might include some of the personnel that are already at OPM that would just simply move you know, down the street to OMB. So that proposal is controversial for multiple reasons, mostly because of the implications of possibly putting that work within a White House entity. But you're right, we haven't really heard a lot about it. So imagine all this chaos simply at one little tiny agency like OPM. It gives you a sense of how the budget process is shaping up across the government. Not pretty. It's not pretty. And I think we should also mention Margaret Weikert. She sent an email to OPM employees uh, before the news broke. She didn't mention specifically in the email that we are considering furloughs, but she said, 
you might be hearing or seeing some headlines come out in you know the recent days here and to not judge a book by its cover not judge a headline by its cover and to come to leadership with their questions and concerns. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.